This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 236 of The Real Word. Word is up. And we're live from Dallas here at the Tom Ferry Summit. How are you feeling, Nicole? feel great about it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm here. You do? Yep. All right. Any How do you feel? Today? I have one waiting for me in the car. One waiting after. Good call. Waiting for after the pod. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. little, you know, dinner. We did hungover. the dinner Sunday night. Yeah. Making sure the conference starts Tuesday. Making sure there's a little space between conference and dinner. You know, I I'm, I will eat dinner tonight. I just won't drink. I'm so confused by yeah. whatever it is you're trying to say. Staying fresh. Staying fresh. Staying fresh. All right. What's uh What's not staying fresh is these appraisers in the industry. They they actually are fresh, like bad fresh. You know. Like yeah. There you go. My kid, my mom used to call them like you're fresh. Yeah. They're yeah. They're not good. They're and not good. we did a podcast on this over a year ago. All right. It was in June of 2021. We were referencing a Housing Wire article Ooh, at the I time. Oh, I almost wore that same shirt. That would have been that fun. That would have been crazy. So anyway. the Housing Wire article that we referenced was, is the appraisal process colorblind? We talked, we covered a story back then about, uh, and there was a, really a couple that You really went had, hard on. I went hard on appraisers. Yes. There was this YouTube video or, or that, you know, for the Real World podcast, did hundreds of comments we ended up having a follow-up Real World episode because that link got posted into an, a, a private Facebook yep. group. And we had an appraiser yep. come on. Who I really, I enjoy him. Um, yeah. Warren Sumner. I've mm-hmm. actually gotten to know him a little bit after that because I've seen him at conferences. I say hello. Very nice guy. He was, he was great when we did the follow-up. Yes. But appraisers were hammering us in the comments. Hammering them. And I'm well, Hammering s- you. Yeah, hammering me. And I'm yeah. going to stick to what I said then. The appraisal process is an absolute joke in this country. When you talk to banks right now that are ju- maybe a mortgage bank, I'm thinking of Tomo. Hello, Tomo. We Hello, love Tomo. Tomo. We do love Tomo. When I when I think about what Greg Schwartz says about the hardest thing about starting a bank, the, the number one complaint he gets from agents on you know what they would do to align with a loan officer or a mortgage originator or whatever you want to call it is... Fix the appraisal process. Yes. The appraisal process is a mess. We're relying on one person's opinion, literally a human being's yep. opinion of value, yep. not the market. And listen, I get blasted all the time when I say this about appraisers. I'm sure I will right now in the comments. But if hey, if, if you're in agreement with me, hit the thumbs up on, on YouTube if you agree with that. I think that the process is complete. It can be very biased. And so there's a new yes. report now. All right. So we've got a New York Post. Uh, I'm sorry, New York Times article. Mm-hmm. And these stories are everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, New York Times. Home appraised with a black owner, $472,000. With a white owner, $750,000. And that's not a mistake. I mean, that's huge. There's absolutely no dollars. That's like $300,000 no, difference. No appraiser education is going to be $300,000 off. Insane. I mean, you've got to be, first of all, to have two appraisals that are $300,000 apart, somebody's a moron. Yeah, that's something's sure. going on. Nathan Connolly and his wife... Uh, Shani Mott say an appraisal company undervalued their home based on their race. The couple has filed a lawsuit in Maryland. So this story, I remember this story. We, the one that we covered was, was not this particular story, but there was many Very of them. Very similar, yes. So this was from last summer. Nathan Connolly and his wife, uh, Shani Mott, they welcomed an appraiser into their home. It was in Baltimore hoping to take advantage of these historically low rates. So they were looking to just refinance. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They, they had improved their house, $5,000 tankless water heater. Okay. All that fun you know, stuff. Th- yeah. $35,000 in other renovations. Those could really depend on what they were, could bump it up. And so they thought it was worth much more than 450,000. They paid for it in 2017, which just based off of 
buying in 2017 last summer. You're well over 25% increase without even doing anything. Without doing anything. Yeah. So there you go there. Uh, so 2020 valuations of Maryland appraisal company put the home's value at the $472,000. In turn, Loan Depot, a mortgage lender, denied the couple a refinance loan. Mm -hmm. Dr. Connolly said he knew why he and his wife and his three children aged 15, 12, and nine are black. That So he is at John Hopkins University. He's a professor there, yep. And he takes now uh, another crack at the appraisal. Uh, who did they do the second appraisal with? Uh, Rocket. Rocket. It was so a they, company that so was affiliated with Rocket Mortgage. So a new appraiser comes out, Rocket. He has a colleague of his yes. from John Hopkins. Well, first he completely waters down his entire house, takes all of his family photos down, yeah. does anything and everything that would make one believe that a black family lived there. And then they have their his colleague mm -hmm. go in who was white. Yep, another professor at Johns Hopkins, yep. And the light went off again. They get the second appraisal. Yes. For $750,000. That's I mean, insane. It's crazy insane. And when this whole thing blew up last time we, we covered this, one of these stories, appraisers were like, you know, that, that's such a rare case. These stories keep popping up. They're yes. everywhere. They're like in almost every state. And this is blatant. I mean, this is, this is super blatant. nuts. Yeah. And it's, and it's also based, you know, a lot of times these appraisals, and this is where I have a big issue with it. If you go and hire an appraiser right now, mm -hmm. you call them. Well, what's the use? Well, what does it matter? You know, if it's, oh, well, if, if it's just for you, f you know, for your draw, I'll get right up on any, any number you want, basically. Right. But if this is for a bank, then that's a different yeah. story. The yeah. Or is it like for a divorce? So you're looking or, to like divorce buy or is it like, like or, yeah. Who's going to be checking my appraisal is basically what they say. Right. And so it can be, they can be very flawed. I'm not a fan of it. I want the market to dictate terms. Yes. You, you will see, I believe, massive disruption in this industry. Like I said before, we haven't seen it completely. We've seen these desktop appraisals, which granted, I think, you know, depending on the location, like I said last time, those can be really good. Yeah, well, I haven't got seen a, them in a while, though. If you've got a development in, like I said before, in the South, say mm -hmm. Florida, where you've got 750 homes and there's four floor plans and you've got just consistent comps, the desktop appraisal there can be fine. Yes. You don't really need to get, they're all the same. Right. You're in the Northeast or somewhere where everything's different. One house is different from the other. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work as, as well. Uh, but you saying you haven't seen desktop appraisals? I haven't seen one in a while. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would say at least, I feel like at least almost six months, mm -hmm. maybe a year. Yeah. Yeah. And again, regularly, it's not work I everywhere. should say. Regularly. I'd love to, by the way, we did the Ricky Carruth debate on Yeah. Bam. You know, if if you remember that debate I mean, in the comments, do you remember a, that debate here on Bam? Are you subscribed? Because we're going to be doing more debates. And if any appraiser wants to debate me on this topic, that the appraisal industry is a complete waste of time. Oh, is that the purpose of this? That that was a no, of this but I just, I'm of just the real word. That, it was to. I'm just throwing that out there. Coax if, out a fight. It, not a fight. Just a debate. Just a good, healthy debate. I just believe it's the most useless position in our industry. We need it, unfortunately, for the banks. I think the banks yeah. w might even, you know, they need to have something. But there's smart banks out there, hello, Tomo, that want to disrupt that industry. And it sounds like they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to. Yeah, they, and they've actually, uh, while we're here in Dallas, yeah, they're going to be announcing something about appraisals. I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm aware and I'm excited for them. Kind of just leaking that out a little bit well they'll but will they announce it after we're our announcing it wednesday and this go 
This goes this out Tuesday. Well, you guys better pay attention on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah pay attention if you're Make at sure the you conference. show up. Don't get too drunk Tuesday night. Show no. up on Wednesday. If you're at the Bam Bash, you might be Tuesday night. Tuesday night is at the is yeah. the Bam Bash. Are you ready for it? So what's what's your thoughts? So wrap this up. Bracket or not? I mean, this is a clear racket. It's a total racket. This is it's awful. Abs- it's it is awful and it's sad and and it's and it's almost really unfortunate that again, I mean, he's got children that he's having to explain this to too, and it's just I feel like it's. It's awful. Now they're going, they just filed the lawsuit last week. So Loan Depot and 2020 Valuations, obviously named as defendants in the lawsuit. They're going to have their opportunity to defend themselves. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they, you know, they'll probably both settle is is my prediction. Yeah, I wonder what will happen to that appraiser too. I mean, the appraiser should lose their license. Yeah, for sure. The one that came in at, you know, whatever. 450, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know what the market is, but I mean, Zillow had it up 42% in the fa- past five years. Yeah. So, you know, your 25% is probably right on as, as a, you know, of last summer for sure. Well, again, I mean, they've done improvements. So I, again, I, I obviously haven't been into it, but I'm just without even knowing the neighborhood or what's going on, you know, that it's increased 25%, um, even just in the last two years. So, well, here's a stat that's going to blow your mind about appraisal appraisers. More than 97% of home appraisers are white according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And since the summer of 2020, when conversations on race and discrimination in America rose to the forefront after mm-hmm. uh, George Floyd, Floyd mm-hmm. dozens of black homeowners have alleged discrimination in home valuations that they have received. I mean, mostly, I've never met a an appraiser who was not a white dude. Well, I mean, I've met white women. I, I actually, I have, I have, you're right. Yeah, I there's have. an agent in, in our have. town that has, her, her mom is an appraiser. Yeah. Yeah. And but yeah, most of them are white dudes living in the basements of their parents' house. Really? I'm just saying. You're just using my line. I am. You're stealing I, that. I did. Me. I like it. All right. It total total racket. I think appraisers are a racket. Love to debate any one of you on a live debate on the BAM channel on what I think is going to happen, which is your industry being completely disrupted and well, maybe someone up. wants to, maybe maybe it's not a debate, though. Maybe it's them agreeing and maybe having they might some agree. and having I mean, some sort of resolution for this where like where how can they help make their, you know, their their the, profession. Here was, here was Warren's comment because Warren put this into that private group last time. This was his comment. Last time I said this and we we had that whole follow up show. We went he back was and forth. A lovely he man. Great. He was lovely. I like watching your show normally, but it's painfully obvious you guys have been distorted and biased view of the appraisal industry. And he's also a realtor and an appraiser. I'm a realtor, mm-hmm. but started as an appraiser in 1998. I still actively appraise today. I've read all of these articles on racial discrimination in the appraisal process. They all have a common thread in that we get plenty of uh, anecdotes of ra- racial bias. But like you say, um, like you say, there are no facts to back it up. This this one here is factual. I mean, I, so I don't know. I don't know where that is. Uh, anyways, we can link that. Let's link that video up if you want to go dig into those comments. Uh, but leave your comment here. What do you think about this situation and the appraisal industry as a whole? Let's get into racket number two. Racket number two. Okay, Inman. Incentive slash downlines dropped. Time to sell real estate. Compass pulls back on sign-on sweeteners and downlines uh, ain't what they used to be. Some newer agents are having to learn how to build a business from the ground up all over again. So heavy incentives and monthly marketing budgets are on the chopping blocks. We talked about this last week on the walkthrough where Compass 
they're not giving out stock anymore. I told everybody, don't take the Compass stock. Don't take the Compass stock. A whole bunch of people did. It is down like over 80%, 70%, something like that for the year. I was completely right about that. If you took that stock, you are in a really bad spot because it's never going to go back up to that level. They're going to get bought out at some point. Anyways, you, you should have taken the cash because this was so predictable. And now this article here, which is an opinion piece by Troy Palmquest, he, he's pointing out EXP and real brokerage. He's I mean, doing he, it. He is pointing the finger. Listen to this. Uh, where, where was it? I, I lost. Okay. Listen to this. Listen to what Troy says. If you watched last year's Lou La Row documentary, Lou La Rich, you know how MLMs work. He is saying, Hey, EXP, Hey, yeah. real mm -hmm. MLM. Yeah. And you're like Mary Kay in like your, your pink Cadillac. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. watch the documentary. He mm -hmm. says, watch it now. The ones who get in early are the ones who get the perks and the big money. The ones who get in on the tail end, well, they don't. And so what he's saying is, so for all these people that have been recruited into EXP, for example, 85,000 plus agents right now, that had this vision of like, I'm just gonna attract agents into this MLM. That'll be their job. That's gonna be the job. Yeah. Well, somebody has to sell the real estate. Right. And so where it's really working for people at EXP and real are big monster team leaders yep. who have a monster team under them and then can have some type Branching of national yep. brand and get some others to join. That's who it's really working for. And at EXP specifically, because they've been around a little bit, the ones that got in early, yeah. they're really doing good. Really they're well. really doing well. And yeah. yeah, I've talked to so many agents that are just a sole agent that just like floating around in that. It's interesting though. Are, are, do you think you're seeing a lot of people going from, from EXP to real? Well, you're seeing that too right now. So you're seeing a whole bunch of people that have gone from EXP to real and real is maybe 5,000 agents. They just cracked 5,000. So they're trying to get at the beginning end of it again. So they're like, let me get into the beginning. So that tells you something right there. If, if like they were in the middle at EXP and they're jumping over to real, they're like, mm -hmm. okay, I can see the writing on the wall. I'm never going to get my Lula rich on right here at EXP being in yep. the middle, I want to get in the beginning They're of like real so that if they sluts. get 80, <laughs> And listen, I don't think, I, like I don't think EXP is a pyramid scheme and I don't think real, and I love what real is doing. They've I got a vibe too. and an yep. energy vibe. that is undeniable. Yep. They have so many great agents that great are actually agents. doing real estate. Mm -hmm. And and they do have a, a real momentum that is something strong and if i'm a broker i'm like okay they're coming for market share right mm -hmm. now exp's obviously done it they've they're the fastest growing brokerage still today they're dropping in new countries they're both doing it but at the end of the day this is real estate if you don't if you don't have an actual business yeah it's going to be very hard to make any money right right and so, so we're watching lula rich tonight i have is that what we're doing? i have the trailer linked up yeah. You watched the trailer. I did. I watched the trailer with you. Mm -hmm. Have you, in the comments, have you seen the documentary? I haven't it seen fantastic. it. I'm a, I'm a document, documentary, like, whore. Like, I, wow. I, I am. Like, dirty, dirty whore. Yeah. Mm -hmm, my favorite. I love documentaries. <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. Well, I'm going to watch this one because it does look very interesting. It does look very interesting. Again, I do not believe, I want to be very clear, I do not believe the XP and Real are no, in it's any this, way No, this gentleman. Schemes. What's his name again? <clears throat> no, no, I don't think he... I don't think he's he's saying we're actually a telling scheme. you to stop reading the article, watch the yeah. documentary, and then come back, <laughs> come back and finish his article after you've watched after you've watched it. So he says 
he says, I hope these companies can find a way to live with the promises that they've made. I hope they do right by their agents. Nobody likes changing brokerages and there's much to attrition. It sounds like he, he's down on both Compass and I would be way more down on Compass's future yeah. than EXP and Real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, focus in on selling real estate. Why are you in this business right. in the first place? Yes. You, I promise you, 99.999% of people that aren't in the top of one of these companies can make a whole heck of a lot more money building a great business that, that has lifetime value, that has referrals coming year in and year out because you actually go out and help serve people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. I mean, estate. obviously, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, if you're, in, as a real, if you're a real estate agent. Right. You're a realtor. But again, some are, so I don't know that there's all like EXP agents want to necessarily sell. I think that they, uh, uh, and I don't, I'm not saying for sure, but I think some got in though to build the business of recruiting for the downline. But. There's some serious comments on this one. So people are fired up about it. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of Compass defendants in here yeah. for sure. Compass, by the way, just side note, two executives uh, just sold a million dollars. Worth of shares. Worth of shares. I saw that. So uh, they're bailing out at the bottom because I got to believe the stock's going to go even lower. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like if you're holding AMC, you took a punch in the face this week. AMC stock, yeah. which, which I also said get away from that a while back okay are we gonna start another one instead of left middle right it's gonna be like about stocks buy, mm. sell, hold. No, buy sell hold yeah there you maybe. go all right left middle right this is i, I just love this little segment I'm we've so got bad. two headlines the mm-hmm. headlines in politics real estate entrepreneurs and agents need to know nicole what are they ready yeah Biden officials see a second chance to promote last year's infrastructure law with projects underway. This is from CNN. Yeah. And so most of the money in this infrastructure law is actually going to start being handed out now. Okay. So this fall, nearly a year after uh, this bill was passed. And of course, it's just in time for midterm elections. It always is. timing there. Gas prices come down. Yeah. <laughs> great, great for everybody. So yes. the point is a lot of this money is going to be doled out. Well, there are over 5,300 infrastructure projects getting underway across the country. So every state, there's multiple like local congressmen and women and, you know, s- people that are going to be, Biden's going to be all over this week telling everybody about, you know, all these projects and meeting with local officials and mm-hmm. telling everybody. They're talking Amazing. in the article here about some of the terminals that, LAX, well, I'll be there in a couple months. I don't know. Maybe I'll see the improvement by then. Maybe not. Uh, Chattanooga, there's a rail yard. There's all these different examples. One thing is some of them, like I don't know if terminals at LAX are really going to impact anybody. Maybe, maybe not. It's more of the traffic that they need there. Right. I don't think, you know, unless Elon fixes that problem, I don't think our government will. But if there's a project, like Chattanooga's a very small little town in mm-hmm. Tennessee. City, small city, I'd say. Shout out to Doug Edrington and the Edrington team over there. If there's something that is really great that's happening, I want to cover that, right? If there is an infrastructure project that's going to make a great impact, I want to know about it. I want to cover it. And I want to use it to my advantage to educate the community, educate home shoppers coming in. So there's 5,300 projects. Some of these, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Some of these could be right in your local market. 
I would know about it. And if it is, I would do content on it. By the way, did you see Cassie's reel with the, the team today? So I did see the bagels. We're doing yeah. a little love your local type of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the same two faces all the time. They're literally, uh, well, you can be in one, Nicole. Yeah. I, I hate when you <laughs> complain about something that you can actually jump in and, and put your face in. Okie doke. It's like, it, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it was Chaz, of course, and uh, Greg. And Greg. Mm -hmm. So this is the simplest. We should just link this up, Bobby. This little reel is so amazing. And I, you know, some people might I say. I love hearing her voice. I, I too. Uh, her voice is amazing. I love this, it. Uh, the voiceover. So our social media director, a little off topic here, but I think this is valuable. Social media director does the voiceover. So if you ever watch TikTok or Reel, you see these like these little tours of places. Yes. And then there's this great voiceover. That's what she's doing. And so this is just off of the cell phone yep. with a voiceover mm -hmm. in the app. It got posted three or four hours ago. It's got over 14,000 views on Instagram Reels. Uh I don't know, almost 400 hearts, a bunch of comments. Uh, good old Deke, too. We love him. And it's just promoting a local business. Th yeah. These are the kind of things, like when I'm talking about the infrastructure, what, what, what is it where in your community that maybe you can go down to the site that they're fixing up or whatever's going to happen if it's the rail yard in Chattanooga and take it with your phone and do a voiceover and just give a little update that could reach 15,000 people in your community like that. Mm -hmm. It literally, Bobby said... This video, because he was in the office last Friday, happened. They were like, hey, we're going to go get lunch. I saw you in a... Or yeah, go like get... Spur of the moment thing. Get yeah. breakfast or whatever they were doing. And Cass is like, I'm just going to follow you guys and we'll just get yeah. some content. That's yeah. how easy some of this stuff is. Just right. take the action, get the content, get it going. And if it is the same two faces, well, then they're going to get the glory. They are. Yeah. All right, ready for the CNBC? Yeah, I'm ready. 59% of Americans worry student loan forgiveness will make inflation worse. Yeah, so... I, I don't know if it will or it won't. It depends on how much is actually canceled. If you canceled all the debt, certainly could, because that's going to put a whole bunch of money into the system that people don't owe anymore. So some borrowers say they would not change their spending habits if their college debt or a portion of it is canceled. So it's like, I'm spending X. I'm just going to keep spending X. It really has no impact on my life. Respondents were mixed on whether student loan debt should be get forgiven. Obviously, that, that is very debatable. Um, currently, about 44 million borrowers a collective 1.7 trillion in federal student loan debt if that much got forgiven here's my point how many more homeowners do you think you would have people that are that have student loan debt right are typically renting right now yep a lot of them right or living in their parents basement or that's potential yeah and they may maybe want to get out Mom or again they can't out. afford to buy what they need yeah i mean it's a huge especially i mean even like doctors have problems too i mean yeah. not that you're gonna forgive a, a you know but even doctors we run into having problems all the time being able to afford not even necessarily afford it but being qualified to purchase a home yes there was some thought that if you were getting a medical degree then it would be forgiven but if you just have some like bs degree then it wouldn't be forgiven mm -hmm. because, you know, we need doctors. I don't know. That yeah. was, I, I know that was just floated out there. Many borrowers are hoping the education department will extend the break, meaning like you don't have to pay right now or there's some kind of um, pause. It's been a two-year pause on federal student loan debt. So that, that's coming up on August 31st uh, and that they'll also announce up to $10,000 loan forgiveness. Biden, of course, has said that he doesn't want to do the fifty thousand dollar forgiveness. If they do the ten thousand, point is, 
I would be targeting that millennial generation that has a bunch of, like, especially the older millennials that has a bunch of student loan debt. And if they get 10,000 and maybe that actually impacts, maybe somebody to your point didn't qualify for the $450,000 right. house and they're like, I'm going to keep renting. Well, maybe that 10,000 now puts them, so just use it as a way to stay in touch with people. This is an article that you could even send to people in your database that are in that situation where student loan debt is actually holding them back. Now, this is definitely a like cross your fingers and hope it happens. And yeah, it's a miracle dropping out of the sky. But if it does happen, you can jump in and help some people become homeowners. That debt actually gives you an asset. This debt gives you a chance at a job. And we know how that works out by now. All right, Nicole. The light went back on. Does it keep? Can you see it in the video? I think it's the light amazing. is flashing back there. on off on off. We're yeah. at a very old hotel, St. Elm. The you think it's haunted? Is it haunted? No, but I think they did a great job renovating it. Yeah. And I think besides the the leak the in the roof, the roof leaking because it was raining like crazy here. Uh, I think if you're in downtown Dallas, it's worth checking out. I still like the Crescent Court and the Ritz a little better, of course. Okay. Ritz is a little bit. So expensive. now we're, we're doing reviews, hotel doing reviews. Doing hotel reviews. I love here it. on the real world. All I right. I love it. Appreciate you guys. If you're in Dallas, hit us up and yeah, please. leave us a comment. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys.